0: 2 we're live, we are, right. <laughs> we're Fat Fish. I'm Brad Grunny Grumberg, and that is... <laughs> I'm Eric the Fish Snyder, and look who we have. Look at look at this kid's smile, man. This is Mr. J-Love, King of Belize. <laughs> I, I, I met this guy over at the bar where I work, Shucks Tavern. And then we started talking and chopping it up, Brad, about everything in life. I didn't realize what a resume. This guy's done everything. I don't even know how old you are, King, <laughs> But you're a king, I'm gonna so go first, you of all, yeah, first
1: of all, first of all, black don't crack, so we don't know <laughs> we don't know nothing about an age, right, <laughs> right? they love, king. <laughs> but uh, oh man, thanks for being on the show. This is great
2: no, nope, no problem at all. It was um, it's my pleasure, man. I mean, um, I go to the bar and I see fish all the time and and he asked me about the podcast. I was like, no problem, but I know he didn't really know what I did or my resume or my background or anything like that so
0: yeah (laughs) guys we have breaking news i think you and brad might have met each other and we have video that brad made an escape into las vegas brads in in beverly hills california and of course wait, wait wait what are you talking about las vegas and i think we have a video of you actually meeting the king can we show it brad
1: Out uh, that was of, of your, your posse, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. King got on stage with me. You know, man, that was great. I, I should have <laughs> won that contest too. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask you a question. Uh, this is this is kind of uh, I don't know a little little question. I've always I worked at a strip club for many years. Okay, and you know when the brothers or the. uh mm my Latino friends would come in and, you know, I I go, what do you like? What do you like? He goes, you know, how about that girl? over That blonde, you know, she looks like Pamela Anderson. He goes, no, 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 no. Who's that girl. I go, that girl. He goes, yeah, I love that ass. Now I want to ask you the brothers love the ass. Why do you love that big ass? Wait a minute. I'm a brother. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No,
0: no. You're <laughs> a very little thiefy. I 23 you're at... me. Wait a minute. We're in me. the big Stop. leagues now, man. We're in the big leagues, okay? Bullshit. <laughs> I did a 23 and me. I'm 8% African-American. I take offense to that ass because I got an- <laughs> I a king on our show. And you're going about strip clubs and asses? I want to ask him. Who's a bagel? That's it. Get the fuck it's a off. It's question, right? Right, J-Lo?
2: Yes. I mean, this is just something to look at. It's great.
1: <laughs> i have my theories okay 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 more cushion for the pushing baby that's that's my theory um you know i mean you know listen the brothers are the greatest i love everybody i love the buffet of life but the brothers you know you're you're gifted downstairs not like here <laughs> and myself we have very little peepees, but you are the man like when i saw you on stage man it was unbelievable you know you love my outfit you know you love what i did but, no, I, I just I always wondered about that, and I love it. I love it, because uh, there's something for everybody in this world, right? For real. I
2: Everyone, their um, they're pick. I right, Fish?
0: <laughs> well, I, I want to get into you, because you're, 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 like I said, your life is in – your young life is so full. You're, you're actually – got to show a picture here, because I want you to talk about this. You're actually a king. Here's you, I found <laughs> you talk about you being actually a king and talk about your lineage
2: well I'll, i call myself the king of belize because um i've been doing music for let's say 32 years wow. and um you know being that i am from belize i always try to take belize everywhere to america wherever i go and put it in front of everybody and i always say um it's not what a king can do for himself but what he can do for his people so i'm trying to Show everyone what Belize is like, our our people, our culture, and everything like that, you know. So that that's where, where it stems from
1: and come from. Give, give, <laughs> give them back. I love that. You know, there was uh, Elvis Presley, you know, the king of rock and roll. Uh-huh. And there was Michael Jackson, the king of pop. Pop, yes. And you, J-Love King, you are the king of reggae, correct? Well, we're going to
2: leave that one to, to Bob Marley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know Bob Marley, but he he's uh, blessed down on you. Yeah, I I heard your music, man. You're very good. You're oh, very yeah. good, very Thank entertaining. You. How but, did it uh, all start? Can you take us back to where it all started and how old you were and all that good stuff?
2: Yes, I've been I've been doing music basically my whole life, um, but I really started pressing forward and doing it professionally around like eight years old. So um, my uh, my mother and my father they wanted me to. Um, to go ahead and, and pursue it. It's, I'm one of those people that God's blessed me with a talent that anything that I do, I could usually be great at it. So I was doing acting. I was um, doing music. I was doing basketball, track and field. So, you know, when, you, when you're all over the place, it's kind of hard to be focused on. So I, I chose music, you know, and that's that's how it happened. Young, very young. But my whole family does music as well.
1: Oh oh really? Tell us yeah. about that tell us about yeah. your family are you ever are you like the Jackson Five Are you like uh, the Osmond family
2: <laughs> I would have to say so back where we're from um you know um all all the um florists and the marianos, they we all do music It's either you do music or you're a boxer martial artist so <laughs> I do boxing and music
1: <laughs> I got you you know it's funny fish is from the... uh uh uh, from the valley here in los angeles born and raised he
0: does deli that's what he does, no, I, does I live my first 14 and a half years on the west side no no <laughs> oh, okay, host uh, you, still, you still do deli you do, still do, Delhi. I do all kinds of deli i do italian deli i do you deli i'll tell you what i i I want to go to new Delhi, but because this kid i'll tell you he's got eleven thousand followers at all time uh uh in social media and his song, which is great, "Custom Wine." Did I say that right? "Custom Wine," yeah. Oh my God! Number <laughs> one on the reggae reggae chart on Rebird Nation and Django. Number one for ten weeks here in Las Vegas. Uh, the video is great, and you're huge in Australia. And I have family in Australia. They they a couple of people know who you are. So the fact that you hang out at Shucks Tavern and bullshit with a guy like me. I love hanging with royalty. Look who I'm stuck with. I get you. <laughs> want to get, I get the king of bagels over here. My God, help me out! <laughs> I mean, it, let me, I hear you walk
1: in with some some serious talent. That's what uh, Fish tells me when you walk into the bar. And uh, boy, what do you mean? Shh? The man hangs out, <laughs> out of a nice group That's of ladies. Me, and, doesn't know about the other talent. You know what? I we gotta educate got this king. I'm going to dump fish. Up. I want to hang out with you, Jay. You know, I get the <laughs> ladies too, and I think we should hang out. You know, you and I. You know, get some. You know, toss it around a little bit. You, if you need me, man, I'm a wingman. You know,
0: I can. I can I join definitely the crew can. I at, any can. at any time.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so when so when you walked in the bar, it's a great bar. You go in there a lot. Uh, yeah,
2: I've actually been going to Shucks Tavern for about. Um, Ten years or so. Oh yeah. nice, nice I, I, years. And um I had um stopped going there for a minute and then I came back and fish was there. So we started talking now son of how long I've been going there. And he was like, I never seen you. I'm like, Yeah, I usually come in at this time, but we always had different schedules that we come in. Right. Gotcha. At. But the
1: it, yeah. <laughs> After performing you go in there kind of like to Relax. Have a, have a I, used
2: a of, um, I used to do a lot of business meetings with my business partner there
1: as well because
2: you know it's it's like a little hole in the wall gym. I can't even say hole in the wall, it's like a gym, hidden gym.
1: It is, it yeah. is. yeah. A
2: lot of people that come in town they ask me, Hey, where can I go to get some? Um, some
1: I mean, you go down the list, you go nice people. Yeah, good crew, great food, great drink. The only problem is fish. We get rid of him. <laughs> that was coming. I mean, right?
0: <laughs> it would be yeah. fantastic. But you know what, Brad? Like yeah. you, on serious note, what, attract, what attracts a bartender or anyone in my business to someone that you want to talk to is a kid is always smiling and always in a good mood. And then I thought out his story, and then we started doing this podcast. I got to get this kid on because, like I said, he's blowing up and it's gonna blow up, and. He's a young entrepreneur uh, of music. Um, do you own a gym?
2: Yes, I also own a gym. Um, it's me, my auntie, and my um, other business partner, Edgar. Um, my gym is on, on Craig and Decatur. It's uh, um, more for bodybuilders. My auntie is a 40-year pro bodybuilder. Her name is Yvette Mariano. But um, I'm there, and I also train fighters there as well. So.
1: Wow. What else What don't you do? Uh, I do a lot,
2: man. I do a lot. <laughs> it's funny. I'm a
1: bodybuilder too over at Hometown Buffet. I, I'm... <laughs> but uh, wow, that's fantastic! So you help people with their fitness. Yes. You you have your your music that you touch people's lives on a daily basis. That's fantastic. Where, where do you perform in Las Vegas?
2: Um, I haven't been performing as much because um, I have a lot of things going on musically right now. Um, been working on some tour dates and everything like that. Um, so I, I've been kind of in the background right now. But the last performance I did was about a month ago, and um, it was with my uncle. His name is Treasure, and he's a big artist here in um, in Las Vegas, and he performs in all the casinos as well.
1: That's – oh, my God. You keep it – a family affair. That's I love <laughs> that, man. I love that. That's what You know, that's really where it really – you know, when you do anything, if you open a restaurant, you make it a family affair. It It just – it adds to, you know – just the journey of making it successful, correct? Exactly, it's nothing like family. And, yeah, and you, and you can trust them, whereas you never know who you're getting involved with, you know? Yeah, sure. um, There I am, just me, that's <laughs> fantastic. I don't think people want to see this face, but uh, tell, us, um, tell us one of the greatest gigs you ever had, you know, in your, in your, in your years uh, in the business, you performed with maybe your idol or someone you really admired.
2: Oh, let me see.
1: One of the greatest gigs
2: ever I ever did. Um, I would have to say um, probably one for um, when I was younger, for Pat Harvey. I don't know. know, When I was still living in in, in California, this is when I was like 11, 12 years old. It was for Pat Harvey. And um, I played Lil Michael as Lil Michael Jackson dancing and everything like that with uh, um, another guy who was doing Michael Jackson. I think that's one probably one of the... It's, it's a lot. It's, yeah, that's, you've
1: had a lot of moments. Pat Harvey's on the news, right? Isn't she... Pat Hardy, I love her. Yeah, I watch her. She's wonderful.
2: That's, 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 uh, that's, I think that's one of the ones that stands out in my mind, you know, being young and everything like that. And It was great. It was great.
1: That's nice. Yeah. Now, do you, now, when you come into the bar, does, does Fish take care of you? Does he have your seat ready for you? Do you, do you usually <laughs> sit at the bar or do you sit at a table or
2: bar and watch ESPN.
1: <laughs> oh, we love sports oh okay what's your sport basketball football baseball what do you like
2: um basketball boxing
0: tennis all right can you got can you are we back can we hear me can we have yeah. we've yeah. been
1: having a great conversation <laughs> uh, fish where were you
0: a you delivery from grubhub where, where the hell were you i was i was i was in the back listening to Buster rhymes, which is one of his influencers man i yeah. love, oh What's the I'm going get my gig on, and you're talking about food and stuff, <laughs> which is great. Basketball. I'm a huge Lakers fan. He's a huge Warriors fan. We're going at it. We need a bet. Can you think of a bet? You're a creative guy. No, no food, no hookers. Think of something we could bet. Wait, anyway, wait, hookers. Yeah. Let's, put that in. Let's put that in the mix. <laughs> can you do it on for us, you know? You can call it uh hey, fat and fish or something like that. About <laughs> we need a song because he's got Steph Curry, I got LeBron James. They have Ooh. not played in the playoffs, guys, since nineteen ninety one. Wow. So it's epic. <laughs> now now in Brad's defense, Brad's from Los Angeles, but he's very good friends with Steve Kerr, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. Okay, so, nice. I, I think it's, uh, do you have do you have a do you have a take of a favorite team in the NBA? And who do you like in that series?
2: My my favorite team is actually the Lakers but no! oh, one of him. my, but one of my favorite players is Steph Curry.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I talk about I'm, I'm, I'm you... sorry, Fish.
2: I'm not a LeBron James fan. So. Oh,
1: Oh, be, be real. Be real. <laughs> it's funny. I love LeBron. Cause I love what he does off the court. I, I think I he's like
2: what he does off the court. I
1: think he touches lives. <laughs> I mean, people give him, you know, they come down on him for things, but he is really a good person. He helps yeah. so many people. Um, But, uh, yeah, I used to be a big Laker fan growing up. I, I still love the Lakers, but uh, there's just something about the Warriors. They're so talented, and they move the ball. They play as a team. It's, it's uh, still like
2: school ball. It's still
0: old school ball.
1: It's, it's, that's what I love. I'm an old school guy. Yeah, I like
0: it. how it is. Yeah, I love step, it. Step up, guys. Step throws 50 down last night <laughs> in the seventh game. It's just talk about he might be not – you know, you're young but Brad and I are old enough to remember some of the, you know, we, we watched Magic Johnson during his prime and, and right. Michael Jordan steps right there on the Mount Rushmore of guards. I think he's going to be on there. I mean, he, he is so talented and you're right. And you yes. like, so it's funny. I like the Lakers, but I love Steph. He likes the Warriors and, and, and loves LeBron. I mean, what LeBron's done out and they can help you out. <laughs> Cause you don't need any help, man. Look at the, look at this. It's <laughs> so gorgeous, man. You know, if, if, if uh, you know, I got a, I got a romance going here, but yeah. Why don't you guys get a room?
1: Why well, don't you get a room cold. over at the, uh, uh, you know, the Tropicana or something? I mean, <laughs> I could no, but
0: it- Ron's done in in media with with producing. The shop is great. It, it it it's 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 great. What a lot of these guys on the community. But look at look at the NBA. Look what's going on in sports right now. You don't. Know, mm-hmm. If you follow hockey, the two top seeds got beat by an eight seed. Two biggest upsets in hockey. More basketball milwaukee's out brad yeah the favorite to win you know this the the, the it, i'll tell you what's great right now if the knicks could make a run and they lost the first game to miami it would be great for the league
1: oh be great everybody loves the knicks yeah and you know what it just goes to show you no matter who you are and this happens in boxing too i watched uh, my dad and i watched uh uh you know mike tyson when he lost to um, uh, buster douglas oh my on any given day guys any yeah. given day, something <laughs> shines on you. I mean, Buster Douglas is one of the greatest stories. It's a rocky story, you know. Yeah. his mom dies. He comes into the ring and he shocks the world. I mean, wow! Right?
2: Uh, although I always have to tell people, Buster, Buster really he lost that fight. That was like a fifteen. Oh, because of the count.
1: Because <laughs> that was of the
2: like count, fifteen yeah. to seventeen um, seconds. Oh, count. because
1: you, because the referee looked back to see where where Buster was. Yeah, but you know what? There's low blow. There's stuff happens, yeah. But stuff happens really. I love Mike Tyson. I really I like Mike, but still I tell you, Buster Douglas showed me that you know what? When you get down in life, never give up. My dad's never. always inside. I do Still got up. You, still right? got up. Yes. you get up, you grab the rope, yeah. Fish, you have no hope. But anyway, um <laughs> yeah, I could, I could oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Hey King, King Master, who's this?
1: Now,
2: let me give you a story. that's why I sent you that picture um I don't know how big you guys are in um into music um hip hop r and b but that guy right there that's father m c oh
1: father m c father yeah. m
2: c yeah father m c so um that's who I'm signed to record label wise I'm signed with father m c and um that's who I've been working with and I'm behind the scenes right now working
0: on a lot of stuff with him, yeah, so, so. you know brad. This, this kid right here is a, he's appeared with Burning Spirit Method Man and Redmond I'd be very familiar with that Tony Tony Tone. Brian McKnight is a phenomenal phenomenal artist and you've appeared with Tyrese so the your brand is building and are you planning to, uh, are you planning to do some show somewhere or someone has someone picked you up to so we could tell the people out here at Fat Fish where you're appearing?
2: Yes as soon as I get everything in order the schedule. I'll let you know, and then you guys can, you know, push it out and tell everybody
1: where we'll be. We'll because- show
0: up. Brad and I will show up.
1: Well, well I, I know I will be with the posse. I will be, be, I'll be <laughs> in the VIP room. Make sure Fish <laughs> pays for his tickets, okay? No comps. No comps for the Fish, okay? Please. And, and make sure you have a plate for Brad. <laughs> yeah. I want, I want My rider, I want all that food back. I want all that food backstage, okay? Oh, man. that's <laughs> you. That's great. Where have you performed in Vegas over the years? Where, where, where have you been?
2: Um, UNLV, um, Revolution, um, a lot of the casinos. I've performed in um, Reggae in the Desert, um, Pure Aloha. Uh, That's great. Places a lot, a lot of the festivals out here too as
0: well. So, talk yeah. about talk about um, King the total influence and your love of Bob Marley because that's my guy for reggae I mean, the, the just everything about him and the pioneer of reggae and the <laughs> fact that if you watch the movie I Am Legend with Will Smith, he had to have, he he had a choice of what music to put in, he put reggae and Bob Marley as a choice of in, in that film and, and talk about Bob Marley. Yeah,
2: I mean Bob, you can't say enough about Bob, um, he's the biggest reggae artist ever um, I would have to say one of the top five influ- most influential people ever when it comes to music um <clears throat> also he laid he laid a, a foundation for us to follow not just musically but actually being um spiritually and mentally you know he just didn't he just didn't talk about oh uh, uh, like what brad would say um this girl with the big butt or anything like that everything spoke <laughs> right. was more um uh, intellect, you know, education. So um, with, with that, you know, you got to follow Bob. You got to listen to him and try to take it to another level.
1: You know, he's got a message. That's nice. Always have the message. Always the message and help the kids. So they go down the right road, not the wrong road. I, I, I knew that about Bob Marley. Yeah, that was very special. <laughs> very special. And, um,
0: and it's reggae music in general, Brad. I don't I mean, I don't know how much you listen to, but I just love the melody i love the theme of, of reggae music it's something that's so in, in the music world i think it, I, I think it's it, it's a true art you know it's something that you the way you express reggae music along with it's it's a you no know one says to me it says being cool that's it yeah, yeah. and My most,
2: most reggae people are just laid back you know
0: yeah
1: yes yeah. let me ask you a question uh it was very important all our guests we ask What do you think of uh, Fish's glasses, okay? (laughs) This guy is a handsome guy. He wears these Coke bottles. He he looks like Mr. Fucking Magoo every week. I can't wear contacts my eyes. My eyes don't don't adjust to them. I can't wear uh, regular glasses because I can't see a fucking thing. What is with this? I mean, come on. You're a man of town. I mean, you know, don't you think he should go somewhere and do something with this look of his? I think those are pretty
0: cool glasses. Really?
1: Oh man, come on! He looks like a fucking professor. Oh my goodness, I
0: love it. Oh gosh, he'll so- fish, motherfuckers! I'm gonna tour <laughs> with this guy, Brad. And again, I want to services. I would Brad- love to roll with. with- I look good. With- all right. <laughs> I don't look this is, you know, Brad says my go." This is this is this is Brad's, this is what Brad wants to be. You might be too young, but that's Brad. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> Brad Freddie. Freddie. That's He's his Freddie <laughs> Flintstone, my man. You know, when Brad has sex with a woman, that's what that's how he orgasms. Yabba <laughs> <laughs> do and now Mr. J Love, the king is gonna go, why the hell did I do yeah. this? Why did I do this podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> you know, we talked about um you uh, Bob Marley
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you had the best reggae video of 2015 at the LRT video music awards in Hollywood, California. Talk about that. That had to be great when you, when you get an award in any industry and Brad's gotten an awards for acting and uh, stuff like that. It, it, it's it gotta be so enlightening. Talk about it.
2: Yeah, that was, that was actually a surprise. Um, I got the call, um, email and everything. And my, my father, who was also my manager, he was like, Hey, you have a, um, a video awards to go to in, in California at the Hollywood Celebrity Center. I said, okay, cool. So I went, well, okay, let me just go experience it and, and everything. And I ended up winning. I was like, okay, cool. But I also didn't know that it, well, that was for best reggae video. So I won that. But they also put me in the category for overall best video. And um, I didn't end up winning that but it was I was like second place. So I was like, wow, okay. But that was a shocker to me. I was like, <laughs> Oh, oh, that's oh, good.
1: There. Just right there. Yeah. But, you know, it's not always getting the award. It's, you know, just having fun. And being spreading nominated. Your, spreading the gospel yeah. of, of goodness and all that stuff. What was your first job as a kid? Way back when in Los Angeles, wherever you grew up, what was the first paying job you had?
2: Um, I think the first paying...
1: I mean, like, job I was at McDonald's. That's where I worked, you know?
2: I think it was a voiceover for, I think, Children of the Corn part three or something like that or or no no it was called a place called home i'm getting my stuff mixed up it was a place called home um i think with cicely tyson and i did a voiceover for that
1: oh you that did was... oh great that's so, your first job that was your first job as a kid Are you <laughs> and then you came in were you part of the loop group or did you voice one of the uh like you know like maybe a kid playing in the background something like that <laughs>
2: Exactly what the voice of the kids playing in the background and stuff
1: like that. Nice. (laughs) You like that Jack, huh? Did you like that Jack as a little kid?
2: Jack. Especially as a 12-year-old kid, 11-year-old kid. Uh,
1: Do you have children yourself?
2: Yes, I have a nine-year-old daughter.
1: Oh, that's nice. What's (laughs) her name?
2: Her name is Genevieve.
1: Oh, beautiful.
2: Genevieve Love. So she is the real J-Love, I always say. She is Genevieve with a J. Middle name. So she's Genevieve Love.
1: That's nice. She looks she loves her daddy. Is it Daddy's little girl?
2: She's daddy's little girl for sure. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> she's at that age where she wants everything. Just the other day she asked me, she said, Daddy, can I have fifteen thousand dollars? I'm like, fifteen thousand dollars for what? <laughs> wait, wait,
1: wait. Hello. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, okay, so what do you need fifteen thousand dollars for? She's like, I just want it. I said, okay. I'll give it to you whenever you you can tell me what you want it for. She's like, are you serious? I say, Yeah, I'll give it to you. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh you don't want to spoil your kids. I <laughs> wish you have son Max. Did you spoil your kids growing up, you guys? Or did you teach no. them the you know how, the
0: value of a dollar? Well, can I go first on this one? Yes. Please. Hey King, can I get fifteen thousand for my kid? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of you. No. <laughs> I mean I we I I try to go old school. I had my son working when he was 15. He was working at a place called Binos as a busser. So it was important to give him a work ethic and a whole and and it worked out great. I want to have one kid, thank God, great kid. Um but yeah, I you, you know you spoil them when you have one kid, but he learned work I needed him to learn work ethics and that's that's where I succeeded. We succeeded my wife and I. Yeah. yeah. Um
2: for me um I I would say she's spoiled, but she's not spoiled. Um, I think for us as fathers, we're we're supposed to spoil our kids to a certain extent. Um, and when I say spoiled, she always have my attention and everything like that. She doesn't get anything and everything that she wants. Certain things I'll give it to her, but no. But um I keep her more um focused on her schoolwork and and stuff like that. She doesn't give trouble at all. She doesn't get into trouble. Yeah. You know, and she's one of those. She's one of those kids that she always asks permission. She um, she know what's wrong or right and wrong. If you if you curse in front of her, she she would come and tap me and say, um, "Daddy, he's cursing." Or she go tap you and say, "Um, that's a bad word. Don't you that's shouldn't do nice.
1: that." It's all, all about the upbringing. It's all yeah. about the parents, and it you got to be there for your kids. I mean, I don't have any kids that I know about. Yeah, but uh, no, I love children, and it, it, it's sad to see some of the kids today. You know. They, they they search out for other, um, uh, you know, figures in their life that their father and their mother's not there. And that's when they get into trouble. And uh, but no, I mean, having great, I've had great parents. My dad is 90 years old. My mom is 82. And for me, I, I'm not married. I, I decided to take care of them later okay. in life because they gave me the greatest life. So I'm okay. going to return the favor. So, you know, there's a lot of cultures that do that and some don't,
2: you know, that's, that's our culture. Um, just to go on that a little bit, um, like I come from Belize third world country and I grew up in a time where, um, like it's not like now, you know, um, anybody could give you a whooping back in in Belize back in those days. If you was doing something, if let's say I was giving trouble, you or fish could whoop me and they'll call my parents or tell my parents, Hey, this is what they were doing. And i get another whooping when I get home. So, you know, so that's the real meaning of "It takes a village" to 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 raise a kid, you know, a child, and that's how it was back then. So that's how I grew up, and I still treat my daughter the same way how I grew up. Make sure she has respect for all you guys. Like she wouldn't call you Fish or or Brad; it'll be
1: Mister Fish or Mister Brad. This... Oh, sweet. What, is, how, what <laughs> does she want to do in her life? You think does she want to be in music? Yeah, she oh. she,
2: actually, she actually comes in um in in the studio here and um helps me produce some of my music sometimes. Um, I made sure from the time she was born, every beat that I produce, it's a, um, it's a, it's a signature in there of her crying when she was a baby. Oh. So every time that gets played on any one of the songs or radio or whatever, she gets paid for it as well.
0: Oh, wow, that's great. <laughs> you know what, before we wrap this up, I, I, I listened to the radio station. I never knew you were part of it. 88.1 here live in Las Vegas. This guy was on air personality. With DJ Slim. I remember Queen of Flow Spody on Deck. Um and it, yeah, you didn't either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Nice <laughs> question. Way to go, fish. <laughs> we lost him.
0: There he is. There he is. Anyways, I'm talking about I'm I'm reading your resume and it's eighty eight point one Las Vegas. You were a radio personality with with um Queen of Flow, Spodia on Deck and DJ Slim. You had a love doing that.
2: Oh yeah. I I loved it. I was there for two years and um that's how I end up meeting a lot of people too, as well. And um, just learning from Carla. Yeah, she was the queen of flow. She is really the queen. I learned a lot from her um, when it comes to radio, um, music for radio. A lot of people think they could just curse in all their music and just give it to the radio station. It's like, nah, okay, throw it this way because that's not going to get played. <clears throat> you
0: ask know? Favorite, um, when Brad comes to town, two things are going to happen. Uh oh. A lot of a lot of women that work down on Spring Mountain and Valley View call on Mr. Brad. We know that how it goes. So after <laughs> he gets done with that little uh, <laughs> transaction, can we get him to your gym and we'll do we'll film him working out in your gym and get we can give him a free workout? You know, nope. that would be great to get him. <laughs> don't worry, Brad. We'll feed you afterwards. But just see you work, I'll go work out with
1: you, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Central Casting and yeah. I'm going to get somebody to play me while you're <laughs> – work out this – my stunt double. That would be great. Yeah. I, you know, we all, we're all from Los Angeles. I'm mm-hmm. still here. You guys live in Vegas. Can you tell me what you loved about L.A., what you missed about L.A., what you love about Vegas? Would you have moved to Vegas? I have a friend, John Orlando, this great guy. He's got a podcast network. He uh, he, moved to, he moved to Las Vegas. He was a L.A. boy, lived in Brentwood. And he says, I should have moved to Vegas 10 years ago. You know, he really <laughs> loves Vegas. So can you tell me the, the pros and cons about L.A. and Vegas there? Love?
2: Um, for, for me, I grew up in Compton, California, South Central California. So the, the pros is, you know, you learn, you learn a lot. You learn how to be on your Ps and Qs, and keep your head in the swivel, and just how to move in general. The the cons is gangs, you know. Yeah. But I was all, always focused on. I'm, I never really had problem with gangs though, because I was always focused on music and um and sports, you know, acting. I didn't experience
1: none of that. I bet they tried. I bet <laughs> they did. They- <laughs>
2: I was always one of those. I was always one of those kids that's always smiling, but I had no problem fighting either. So
1: <laughs> I got you. I no, they,
0: left, me alone. They left all, me alone. Look at the smile. The smile right there lets anyone I know guy's all full of passion <laughs> and what have you. You know, what high school did you go to?
2: Um, I went to actually a Christian school. I went to Carson Christian.
1: Gotcha. That's great.
2: Then I, um, I went to this school called City of Angels, and um, I was there because due to music.
1: Oh, it's beautiful.
2: With the home study school for um for music, and I had the same teachers as um as Brandy, Ray J, um all these kids. It it was meant for us. It was like if you if you was doing music at a um as a profession, you know we couldn't just be in school like that. We had shows to do. We had all kind of other stuff, auditions. So we had a home study program. And shouts out to Steve Freeman. that was my my teacher right then. Cool guy. I finished school at sixteen years old.
1: That's, you know, <laughs> music got you out of the hood. It really, I, it, right? I mean, you know, you know, I don't want to, I, I want to talk a little bit about racism because I experienced some. I was a Lyft driver for five and a half years. And okay. I used to take kids from Beverly Hills into Compton, deep into Compton. And I swear to you, I'm driving with these, you know, great kids were laughing. Mm-hmm. And everybody I passed looked at me, turned their head on the swivel. <laughs> what are you doing? What, what are yeah. you doing in my neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm working. I, I'm just taking these kids home. You know, I, mean, I didn't talk to them, but I just, wow. I mean, it was like, so I can just imagine what you experience in your life walking into, it, it's terrible. It's like, I, I just, it gives you this weird, eerie feeling. Like, we're, I mean, life is a rainbow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're all, we all bleed the same color. And I, I just, uh, just a terrible thing. You know, it's you're like- you know, take, there's good people, white people, there's bad people, black people, there's great people, black people, Latino people, Asian, yeah. people. you know, it's, if a person's an a-hole, it doesn't matter what color they are, right?
2: Exactly. And um, it, it's funny, because a lot of people don't realize that back in the day, Compton was actually the suburbs.
1: Right, right, right. Yes, uh, yes.
2: Actually, the suburbs, that's where um, I think George Bush was born, the older right. Bush.
1: Yeah, the old yeah. yeah, Yes, yes.
2: That was um, it was actually suburbs where um, you know um, blacks wasn't even allowed to sleep there.
1: Oh, man, and,
2: you know man. back in the days, but you know things, things changed. It changed. Then it became rough, and I think now it's, it's starting to um, they gentrified it a little bit, and it's starting to become a better place. But you know now you have all diverse. It's diverse. All right. different people in there, and you know.
1: It's life. We just hope we get better, you know. And this divide in this country, I just hope we come come together like we used to have it because you know we're all in this together. We're all Americans, you know. And uh, we gotta we gotta love each other, you know, and help each other,
2: you know. Exactly.
1: You know, but uh, but what about you, uh, Fish? About L.A. and Vegas? What do you? What is your thing? What would you? I avoid-
0: I don't want to see you anymore. So I. I-
1: <laughs> goodness, I don't have to see those. Yeah. what is that on your
0: head what is that a beanie what is that thing oh look this is a baseball cap man so oh, fantastic what is would you I, I worked it last night for so my <laughs> raccoon on top of my head you know, a little messed up look at that oh would you yeah. ever wear something like that
1: uh jay love would you ever be seen in <laughs> public with that thing what my,
0: that. backwards <laughs> Oh my know. goodness. <laughs> Maybe you should wear a baseball cap backwards, Brad. At least, <laughs> I, at least, piece I, at least I have that. <laughs> I had this all
1: stitched in from other hair in different parts of my body. <laughs> <Fantastic>. you, know, <laughs> you,
0: you, you talked about racism, and, and, and the bottom line is um, when I meet a customer and I look at this kid and we just hit it off, I don't know if I even looked at him and said, Hey, because I, I looked at the smile and I said, There's an engaging young man. And then you find out the story, you know, and everyone's got a story and you're right. Um, how do we build a better human? Mm-hmm. And I've always said this and I've always said this. If you put four kids in a sandbox at the age of five, a black kid, a white kid an Hispanic kid and an Oriental kid. Right. They don't mm-hmm. give a shit about racism. They want the, the, the shovel to make a sandcastle. So you yep. can move on from that to something lighter like. We need a bet on the lawyers. We live in Vegas, you and I, King. We need a bet for me and Brad. You can think of one. We'll put it on the thing. But there's got to be something creative we could do. If the Warriors, I'll tell you what it is, Brad. If the Warriors beat the Lakers, right? Okay. I have to not wear glasses for a month and go blind, or find contacts I'm not allergic to. But if if the Lakers beat the Warriors, yeah. Okay. Yeah, No more donuts or bagels for you for a month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pink box, baby. Pink box. Pink box. <laughs> look at, look at you, love. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, man. It's, it's been me, great great having you. When I come back to Vegas, J-Love King and Grunny are going to walk into Shucks. And we're going to be... We're, we're going to take over, okay? We're going to walk in with the posse, with the ladies. <laughs> I'm going to dress up. We're, oh. By the way, J Love's going to put an outfit on me, you know, the whole the, the, the whole nine. Okay. I want to <laughs> live with the glasses, everything. I want to be all pimped out. You got to pimp me out. Okay.
0: And I want to have
1: a good if, time. If you walk
0: if you in me. looking like that, you can't come <laughs> I'm walking looking like look at that. I mean, talk, talk about a guy that hangs out at a Jewish deli in Miami still. Come on. No. That happened.
1: We just oh. have a good time here on Fat Fish. Have you enjoyed yourself, J Love?
0: Oh, of course, of
1: course. You gotta yeah. come back and visit us. Uh, please promote you have uh, social. People can get a hold of you uh through the social. What is your uh your handles? Can oh can you tell us your handles? Oh whoops. Yeah <laughs> <some handles. laughs> that, that, That's what he thinks about his handles. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Adios. I'm gone.
0: I am i do not want anyone to I don't want anyone to there he is. <laughs> what are your,
1: where can people get a hold of you? Your music, all that good stuff. What is your social handles?
2: Um, social media, Facebook. It's all um, King J Love, J-L-U-V. Um, on Instagram, everything else is, it's Mr. J Love, I-T-S-M-R-J-L-U-V. If you type that in, you'll find me anywhere, actually, Correct. even on Facebook. So That's yeah, so I right. M-R-J-L-U-V, King of Belize.
1: I love it. <laughs> well, I, I got to say, this has been so, such a good time for me to learn a lot about the, the business, and, uh, you know, I'm sorry you had to meet Fish. We could have met on the street, you and I, you know, just hanging at one of the casinos. But uh, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, we hope to see you real soon. And if I'm in Vegas, I'll look you up, okay? Definitely. I'll
2: see All you right.
1: Soon. All right. Take care. J right. Love King, everybody. Thanks
0: it's for having me, guys. Thank All you fun. so much. I'll, I'll see you at the bar later. Yeah. All right. All right. All right so. Pick, Pick up his tab. Pick up his tab. Hey, come on, get okay. the show. Well, his daughter's going to pick up the tab. She's got fifteen grand coming. <laughs> All right, care. guys.
1: Thanks for spending time with us. No Thank problem. You. You, uh, what a great guy, man. That's Now, that's a good I man.
0: Can't, I, I, I can't believe you talk about a
1: guy's pee I mean, that uh, well, away. Be, listen, it's what people want to know. That's what no, we do on fact You're
0: affected. obsessed with penises. It's crazy. You know, when I don't have... I
1: want to have a real small one, you know, and I meet a guy like Jay Love. You That's know, the man. You oh,
0: know. He's probably you know, got a... He's, he's got big he down there. He's got... Oh, slumber. stop that. He's what gonna, about I, you? What about no, you? A superstar, and we're talking about his appendages, you know? Look, Brandon, That's what our audience needs to know. No. The need to know is that you can't see yours when you're standing up to take a leak. That's what they need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I love you to death, man. Hey. Please don't. I I, I I gotta i got i gotta talk about a segment you came up with and i got i got a bone not a bone to pick but i gotta talk about something so you came up with a new segment we're gonna do on fat fish talk about going into rest homes and talking to the elderly and them giving us their stories i think that's brilliant
1: well um my friend uh andrew olenek really great guy from phoenix he uh owns uh rest homes and hospice uh homes for people that are later in life and we were uh, you know chopping it up and i said you know what do you think about uh you know interviewing some of these folks and you know some of them are at the near the end of their life and some of them are just old living in these uh rest homes and talk about their lives and of course there's a legality there you know we have to see if the families will sign off on it and all that we're taking care of that but You know, a lot of people don't go to see people in rest homes or go to see people in hospice care. And I'm telling you, it's so important. You know, there's you don't want to be alone at the end of your life. No, I said, you know, hey, let's do a mitzvah. Let's go in and do this. So uh, we're we're we're, you know, chopping it up. We're trying to figure things out and uh, we're going to do it. And I want to be I want to do it here on Fat Fish. I have another podcast I do, but I definitely want to do it here. Love and I want to hear these stories. We're going to have uh, these wonderful people for about 45 minutes to tell their story. What did they do in their life? What message can they give to the younger people about living their life? The mistakes they made, the good things they did. And you could- how, you
0: know, when that, isn't that great? I, I just, Well, I-, I couldn't agree more. I thought when you said it was brilliant, it's touching, because you get got a guy that's 90 years old, and he's seen, he's seen the post-World War II. You know? And you and I always go back, and we get nostalgic about the way we grew up, and some young people are either want to hear it at Chuck's Tavern Talk or they're jealous or envious. You know? And I said, hey, guys like Brad and I didn't have cell phones when we were trying to get laid. We had to actually go to parties. We had to get set up. Get clubs, <laughs> and that's it. If we went to a bar and it was slow, we couldn't call someone to text and say, how's Timbers look? Or how does Shucks look? We had to actually do it and do the legwork, so right. you're going to get stories about back then when they didn't have regular phones, you know. So it's uh, it's, no, I, it's great, great, it great. Um, yeah, I'm really
1: excited about it, and uh, we're going to start with this one guy, I believe. And uh, you know, it's just it, it it's fan- it, You know, they they grew up in another age, and what they see about what's happening today, and there's just a million things we can ask them. And, and then the show. and then what's nice is the family will have this forever. That's the great thing. The family will have that in their archives. I did something with my grandma who lived till 90. She was my best friend. I took her to all my premieres. I goofed on her. She, she took her I took her to the strip club. She took pictures with the girls. I mean, I've done so much with my grandma and I preserved all that in a movie called That's Enough Already. And that's what she kept saying. That's in the, she didn't even know I was going to show up at an apartment. And I did, and it just it just grew from there. And uh, I just want, well, I, I, you know, I'm telling you, it's it. People might say, ah, no, I, you know what? In 10 years, you look back on that and you're going, I'm so glad I did this. So, yeah. no, I, I'm really I, I
0: can't wait to hear some of the stories, and they're going to be funny and, you oh. will you're also going to you're going to get you're going to get teary eyed because of some of the stories that these people tell. And you know, if they're born, and we kick them off.
1: You know, of course, of course. And they, or yeah, or they'll just hang out with you at uh,
0: Shucks Tavern. It'd be wonderful. Speaking no. of, I want to, you know, I want to, so first of all, we are Fat Fish and we are live on Facebook, YouTube, Roku, DBTV. If you want to listen to Brad, not look at him or look at Fish on his stupid ass glasses, <laughs> Spotify, Amazon, <laughs> Apple, Stitcher, and iHeart Podcast. I got to do three shout outs right now. You but see hey. some of these um comments that are coming up right now. Okay. Um, Tim McCamish, I don't but Pullman Pullman and Tabitha Kim are legendary bartenders in Las Vegas. And they're 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 following the show and it's good to give them a shout out. Thanks for watching and listening. Brad, I got something that really pisses me off. You do it and I do it, and it's becoming an epidemic. What the hell is going on with passengers on airplanes? We try to keep it light. There's been more incidents with passengers causing destruction on air airplanes one really got to me there was one from new york to tel aviv they're three hours into it and the guy's trying to open the the door you know and and they had to go back to new york so i'm watching cnn and they say how do we stop this you know you stop this it's simple i want brad grumberg's opinion on this and i'm serious if anyone does any shit on an airplane or threatens a flight attendant or disrupts the passengers and scares them you can never fucking fly again they get your picture you're gonna have another but stop being rude on air uh, on the airlines this is not about you it's about other passengers trying to get places why say that one of my one of my cousins tried to get to vegas and it got turned around because the guy was a jerk on the airplane right also we
1: need to have air marshals i mean i don't think a lot of flights have air marshals anymore i know they did for a long time security if people know they're air marshals and they don't know who they are they might have a you know have a second thought about doing something i mean it is so dangerous oh. you are you know what are you thirty thousand feet up in the air and you have this nonsense going on i mean there's crazies i mean i i i'm telling you i mean how some of these people get on the plane with like a knife or a sharp object i mean i mean to me i i think about 9 11 and my heart just I mean, explodes for all those people, you know, that perished because this was all planned. I mean, I don't I mean, you probably know this. James Woods, the actor, was on a flight from Boston to L.A., and he saw these guys in first class. They wouldn't eat. They were looking straight ahead. And he goes there. This is something weird about this. So he contacted the FBI and nothing ever happened. I mean. If you see something, say something, and do something, you know, I just all this stuff can be avoided, right? It's, I mean, it, no, I, I totally agree with you. One time,
0: it's, it's it's you turn on the the evening news and every every time you watch it, and we keep it light here on Fat Fish. We make fun of each other, we goof on life, we love people, but he's right. It's thirty thousand, thirty five thousand feet. But they asked the question. I did you do you agree with that? My solution, Brad, that. Eight. I do. I yeah. I say the, once one on the time point. you're done. Yeah. No you three can, strikes no, and you're zero out. Zero tolerance.
1: Excuse you me. They're not flying fish. They're coming to get you through right now. All right. No, he's not here.
0: All right. Um, but uh no. I, that they were coming. They're anticipating you having a heart attack because all <laughs> McDonald's close. Yeah, that's
1: Domino's. They come. No, they, no. they come for my pizzas. I want you know them hot.
0: Funny? Right? I, I eat more. I make fun of this guy, the most brut- nicest guy in the planet. Great family. I eat more than this guy does. <laughs> I swear to God. But you well, know, if so, if you don't at some don't of don't look my stuff
1: over the years. I've lost some but weight. <laughs> uh Oh, Annie, what's wrong? Annie, um, no, I, I totally agree with you, Fish. It's it's. I mean, not three. If, if you're inappropriate on a plane. You touch somebody, who doesn't want to be touched. You do something like the adios. Take the bus. You're done,
0: forever. I totally, I totally agree.
1: Yeah, forever. I mean, I mean, it only takes one time. I mean, these, these, uh, these airline attendants, men, women.
0: You know what they have to put up with? Oh man. Let me let me ask you something. Changing gears a little bit. Well, you got you have 120 appearances on, not this on a real camera. That <laughs> you're getting paid to do. Um God, I, I good. wait, wait, you,
1: wait. wait. Well, let me just look at myself for a second. Well, we're oh, look, look great. Okay. Yeah, you look yeah, you look like a <laughs> bed. I and did. not the color that
0: Brad. Anyways, um <laughs> uh, sports contracts. You and I remember when we were younger, and some of our older people will come on and talk about it. When guys had year to year contracts, if you sucked in baseball or football, you might have to get another job. Do you think now when you do when when you have relatives, you know, people that are in the entertainment industry that get paid when they do a project, right? Right. And that's fine. But nothing's guaranteed in your business. What do you do? You think that, that – I've always thought this, and my kid asked me this. When you see these guaranteed contracts in sports, one, get all the money you can. Let's get that – let me get that preface out of the way. But two, do you think it's human nature that when a guy is guaranteed $180 million, that if you lose – you don't give a shit. You want you want to win. But when you lose, you know you're set for life. Do you think that's a bad precedent? Well, I think
1: there's the injury, uh, you know, the there's, you know, dynamic in there because a player can get hit and their whole career is over, you know. But I think that, yeah, I mean, it should, I think, isn't it usually based on performance to get that contract that you're looking for in the end? You know, but some of these guys get the money
0: way up front. I remember being in the Met, in a Mets – I won't say it because I can't – but I was in the Mets locker room in 1987. I was very friendly with one of the players. Is that the story you're going with? I like that. Okay. And he says to me, see these two guys over here, and I won't mention their names. He goes, they have guaranteed contracts, and they don't give a shit. The Mets lost one nothing to the Cubs and a guy named Rick Sutcliffe. I'll, I'll name these two other guys. Wally Backman. And Lenny Dykstra were beating the shit out of the lockers with baseball bats because it was a critical game, yeah. and I and I remember this player saying to me in 1987, guaranteed contracts will ruin sports. And I just, you want to think that they care? I know they want to win, but I, I just human human nature, Brad. If you knew that you could do something for the next 15 years, and whether you sucked at it like we do on this podcast, you get oh, right. paid. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree.
1: I listen, money. I mean, some of these contracts are absolutely crazy. But here's the thing. It's based on how much these teams make on these on these TV contracts. There's so much more money out there. And don't you
0: believe the players should get their their fair share? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sold. Look what Tim just puts up on the screen there. You get a Lawrence Taylor hit, and you're done. Get out of here. I, I want to preface this, Tim. Get all you can. Sports, Hugh Douglas said sports are about the two M&Ms, M&Ms money and memories get the most that you can my concern is that when you get paid you know do you is winning everything nowadays it just because back in the day we watched willie mays winning was everything they weren't making great money they a lot of athletes that you love back in the day had to get a second job so right right. drive a cab get a podcast yeah i know um
1: no i I agree you know it's different times you know And uh, money is not everything. You know, the whole thing is, is you have to think about it. Some of these players, you know, like you just saw the NFL draft, right? How many of these players, the top 10 are going to be great. And then look at Tom Brady, right? Where was he taken in the sixth round or something? And he's a goat of all time. See, you know what it, it, but again, these players have to stay in shape year round. They have, you know, to avoid injury, they have to, you know, A lot of them – sometimes a lot of these players show up at training camp and they're out of shape. It takes a while for them to get in shape, you know. So I wouldn't do that well uh, in training camp because I always come in, uh, you know, kind of – You know what's great about the draft is that the great thing – I was going to finish my bit,
0: but that's okay. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) But the great thing about the draft is what we try to do is that – and you talk about this all the time – is that you're watching these kids – Achieve their dreams. You know they want. Oh my! It's so great to see these kids get drafted and get excited with their girlfriends and their family. And how come all these kids, no matter how fat or ugly, they all have gorgeous girlfriends? Every single one of them. Or sisters? Know? Did you see uh, that
1: guy, Tim, L- Luis? Uh, or, or remember from Will, Will
0: Levis. Will yeah. Levis. Sorry. Oh my! Luke, God. Luke so with, hot. Like, girls around him, and then Will. Yeah. Le- all these girls are sitting there jumping on these guys. I'm not yeah. even you know why?
1: Big payday, yeah. baby. Nah, I. They're ha- uh, well, no, but they're they're excited for him. But come on, one thing you know, and you've seen it in the bar. I saw it when when I worked in the strip clubs. You know, these these guys come in. It's like I'm a nothing. I'm always I'm a humble guy. I'm so grateful to do what I do. Saying I got on a hit show or a hit movie. All of a sudden, I'm George Clooney and you're Brad Pitt. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, wait a minute. I was just poor putts two weeks ago and now I'm gorgeous and you want to hang out with me you know you got to know who's who and who loves you for who you are before the fame and fortune
0: comes right I love what you do as far as entertainment industry I love a great performance but we'll end the show with this I get tired when actors and you mentioned one of the guys names just a couple of minutes ago said we compare ourselves the who no we compare ourselves to, to athletes no because cause what you know this Brad, because you worked on so many sets, if you fuck up a line, they say cut, do it again, but when Brady throws an interception, they don't say cut, do it again so ath- I think athletes are like stage actors because if you if you're on if you go see a stage playing in Broadway and they mess it up, they don't go back and do it again. they messed it up so i I love right.
1: that drama about sports, don't you? Yeah, you live in the moment I mean and and even with, with acting, I mean. You blow the line you blow the line the blow i mean remember it's money so as many times as you blow that line they look at you kind of funny they go you better get the line man. you better know your lines you know i learned so much from like angela lansbury she knew everybody's name on this set she knew her lines and the other actors she was performing with lines i mean that's a pro you know what i'm saying like you know a lot of these people they just you know show oh i'm a big star You know, I'll be in my trailer. You know, you got to get to know your family there. That's why I look at it as a family, you know, and you spend more time with these people on a set or a movie than you do your own family, you know? So, you know, it's all relative, but, uh, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, you know, it's just, but, you know, there's, there's things as an athlete that, that happen. Yes. But again, okay. You throw the interception, the game's not over yet. Right. Sometimes you make a bad movie, right? You come back and make another movie. I heard, I think it was John Travolta said, he goes, I can do one great movie and then I can have six bombs. That's how it is in show business. It's like, I know actors, they're on a sitcom, four bad sitcoms. They're still getting work. I'm like, hello, McFly. Is there a problem here? Maybe it's the actor. But uh, listen, I love my business. I've been doing it a long time. I have no idea why I'm on this podcast. I guess this is a charity thing for me, but uh, no, I'm lucky you came to me. Hey, fish. I'm, I want to say this publicly. Thank you, buddy. This has been a great ride. We're in show number eight and uh, it's been fun. And we're just going to
0: get it better, crush it more every week. Right. You're gone after today. Anyways, you want to get here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, want to thank Chuck's Tavern where I work on uh, El Corn Durango. Got another location on Flamingo. And Fort Apache, uh, the great staffs, uh, they just love um, Fat Fish. And then something we're trying to get, we're trying to blow up is this, the Johnny Cocktails Entertainment. That's Brad's production company. Um, If you want to um, like us and support us, hit like on YouTube, and that'll help us out. We're trying to build a brand. We're trying to get sold. We're trying to get sponsors. We're we're doing this because we love it. But it would be nice to get paid. Um, so sure. we love our audience. Big shout-out today to two things. One, we want to thank J-Love, uh, the King, for coming on. It, it's just, mm. you know, we get a chance in, in our business, Brad and I, to meet different people. Now we get a chance to expose what they do and promote them. Big shout-out to Little Farley. Uh. Minx, who works at Chuck's Tavern, is on a plane as we speak. They are filming. Season six of Cobra Kai. Oh, and he got in great. And he said, shadow. he's going to try and get some of the cast members on
1: for our show." Would that, that would be-, be fantastic. Oh, it's such a great show. I'm so proud of him. We got to talk about uh, about how I met him uh, at Warner Brothers. Uh, he was reading for ER, and I was reading for ER, and I met his mother, Nikki. Oh, I got great family, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that uh, in the weeks to come. But uh, as we always do. This is Fat Fish number 8. I'm Brad Granny grenberg and that is... Tell them who I am. Tell no, them who Fish I am. Schneider. We'll see you next week on Fat Fish. Thanks, love everybody. You all. Stay Thanks. safe. And what does Brad always say? Your health is your wealth. Absolutely. Get the dreck out of your life. Helen Klein, my grandma, always said that. Get the dreck out of your life.